You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. I'm a little rusty. Been away for a week. Boozing. Yeah, I did a lot of that. Yeah, got out after the saw. You go down to the Sundowner? No, no, no. I Come on. But I got uh, great roast beef there, though. I got uh, I got a lot of uh, weird sleep. My sleeping schedule is still so out of whack. Yep. Did I was you, getting up uh, at like 5 a.m. watching the World I watched a ton of World Cup. Took your uh, nephew out of school to watch Serbia for the he first did. match? And uh, I picked him up yesterday morning at uh, 5 to 5 to watch the match. So we got up Eastern time. We got up and we were all disappointed because they blew a 3-1 lead. But it's going to come down to me and Alex Brody on Friday. Alex is a Swiss supporter, unfortunately. Are you guys going to put a little, uh, you're going to put a little sprinkle, sprinkle? A little sprinkle, sprinkle? Maybe maybe the loser gets to. See if Brody can win himself another OE or another bottle of OE. (laughs) Maybe the loser gets punched in the face. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something like (laughs) that. Sounds fair. That's that's fair. Mind you, Alex, maybe maybe you're sneaky. Because you'd be a bit of a lightweight. Rochambeau. I think I, could, I think I could take one in the button from you. Real, oh, you know what? That's probably fair. Yeah. I can't even try and pretend. You wear one off the yeah. chin? Like if you if you put your 110-pound frame into it. <laughs> That's not very nice. Well, how much do you weigh? Uh, About like, 30? You're not oh. supposed to ask. Yeah. I'm supposed to oh ask that. God. I'm sensitive. Okay. How many? Okay. What if I asked you in kilograms? Would that be easier? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even okay. know what my weight is in kilograms. Okay, you weigh less than Matt Rose. Let's just leave it at that. Duh. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's on the line. I don't know why he would be now. Uh, Eric Francis, the <laughs> franchise sportsnet columnist, there? host of the Eric Francis Show on the Alice Pizza Sports Podcast Hotline. Franchise, how are you, pal? How much do you weigh? <laughs> I've seen Matty Rose uh, at the buffet before the Flames game, and I don't, I don't believe Matty Rose is that. <laughs> Uh, underweight. I will put okay. it that way. I'm not saying he's overweight. Yeah. I'm just saying the kid packs in the packs in the, the meals. There's no question about that. I'm not slim. That's not my goal. You're healthy. Yeah. You know what? I just healthy. I would yeah. hate to blow away in a in a light breeze. So yeah. I just like to stay grounded and make sure here. I get all three meals a day at least. It's breezy here. Yeah. Um. Franchise. I had to ask you. You had uh, Pat Steinberg on the show yesterday, and as I talked to Maddie Rose about this earlier. Clearly, Pat needs more airtime on this station, but I wanted to ask you this. His, <laughs> his, his wedding DJ name, and I found this out before I went on vacation, is DJ Powerplay. I did not believe you, but apparently this is true. Did you know that his wedding DJ name was DJ Powerplay? And if so, what would be your wedding DJ name? <laughs> oh, my God. Well... I know my breakdance crew was rockomatic. That's all. That's all as far back as I can go in terms of embarrassing stuff from the past. Was it rockomatic dash o dash matic? Well, if you really want to get into it, it was rockomatic. But when oh. we competed, okay. we were funkomatic. Oh. I don't, and I'm not really sure why <laughs> the switch was. But you you've been down you've been down to the CNE, yeah, uh, George. Oh yeah. And I don't I don't believe they still do the Cadbury Crunch. Breakdown. But I was in the I was in the inaugural. I found the letter the other day. Actually, yeah. I'm back to bug. The letter accepting Rockomatic, and they spelled it correctly with Ahmatic, yeah. uh, welcoming us to the first annual Cadbury Crunch Breakdown, and it was 
That was actually one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. I got to tell you. <laughs> okay. We, we we were we were the best move we had was the worm. Like just embarrassing, right? The best that was our big finishing move. <laughs> the only thing we really had going for us was we had these really sweet matching puma slicks that we wore. Yeah. And this is the first time puma was cool. Not now. So we go out. We bust some sweet moves, you know. Uh, do the tick and then some of the other great moves that that are really hard for everyone to master. And we finish and we go out backstage and you know nobody really knew what break dancing was because it was early. We were pioneers, if you, if you will. And, uh, right. and 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 we get we get this. You're like the Wright brothers of, of break dancing. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, we that that comparison has been made before. We uh, we get this smattering of applause from people who don't really understand that what we did was so primary, so so ridiculously basic and we're we're chest bumping in the back the adrenaline's pumping because you know the worm takes a lot of effort yeah and 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 just as we're celebrating uh this incredible performance they said now ladies and gentlemen next up from brooklyn new york blah 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 i don't remember what their name was maybe it was dj Powerplay, and <laughs> and these guys come out and their opening move is eight guys spinning simultaneously on their head that was their opener <laughs> And slowly, one by one, Rockomatic disbanded and went their separate ways towards oh. the food building and the rides, and never performed again. That oh, was wow. the end of Rockomatic. There okay. you go. That's uh, like listening to the story of summer yeah. of '69. So, My goodness, yeah. it's so sad. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. More than '69, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, Eric, so many questions. It was the 80s. But I, so many questions. I'm going to limit it to two. Can you still do the worm today? I got back issues. Like I haven't tried it. <laughs> And so I don't think it would be wise to try, but you know how Christmas parties go. You get a little booze into uh, DJ Power Plays rocking the sweet beat. Yeah, yeah. And you might try it. I might try it. So yeah. I'll let you know after the Christmas season. Eric, how about this? How about even better? I'm going to give you almost a year to train. How about you bust it out for next year's Pizza Pigo? Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> no, actually, that's a terrible idea. We, 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 you know, just going back, George, it's funny you remind me about four years ago at the Pizza Pigout, we had the Canadian sign spinning championships at the Pigout. <laughs> we brought it, we brought in, you know, those guys out front of the pizza joints that yeah. spin the signs, yeah, or Subway. We found a guy who claimed that he was like the, 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 the Ontario champion, yeah, like this, these titles don't even exist. <laughs> And we thought, you know what, let's have a national competition. We, we flew in a guy from Ontario who thought he was, well, he was pretty good. I got to yeah. give him that. All right. And uh, he competed against one guy from Alberta, and it wasn't even close. Wow. There you go. Okay, so one more question, and we'll move on to the Flames. Uh, for those, Do we have to? Can yeah. We just... Okay, but for those, of, uh, for those of our listeners, Matty Rose included, who haven't had the pleasure of going to the Canadian National Exhibition in downtown Toronto... <laughs> Uh, Eric, in all your travels uh, covering the NHL, uh, seeing the world, is there anything more vile than the bathrooms at the C&E? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, an excellent point. Uh, I will say the only thing that came close was we used to have a bar here in Calgary called Crazy Horse uh, downstairs, uh, downstairs underneath Mescalero. Oh my God! I'm bringing it right back down First Avenue. It used to be called Stab Avenue, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's that, where I live. Those were the filthiest. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's cleaned up since you came to town. Don't worry, yeah. Matty. Uh, it's 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 
it's just a not. It was the worst I've ever seen, and it did harken back to the days of the CNA. Yes, okay. you're correct. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they hate and saddle dome lines are long, but very, very pristine in there. Hmm. I hear. Uh, I hear that a lot. Um, Eric, let's talk about the Calgary Flames. The return of Matthew Kachuk. You kind of wrote about it in one of your uh, recent pieces up at Sportsnet.ca. But what are you expecting for the reception from the crowd for number nineteen? I mean, I, I think there'll be. A few boos, but I think they'll be drowned out by quite a quite a nice nice applause. Like I think people are going to stand up. I think people are going to be very loud. I think it's going to be a pretty cool moment, to be honest. And and hey, I, everyone's got their opinion, and everyone has the right to boo for sure. But I, I think it's I think it's you know, hey, breakups are never easy. You know, he did he broke up with this team respectfully, if that makes sense. It sounds almost like. You know, he still broke up with them, though. And uh, there was a rejection there. And people in this city, some people take it personally because they say, what's wrong with our city? And uh, so I I guess that can linger. And regardless of what the reception is and whether it's in the pregame ceremony or or just during that first TV timeout, and I do think it will be very positive, I would be willing to bet you that by night's end, he's getting booed, just like Jonathan Huberdeau did in Florida. I mean, Jonathan Huberdeau is not even controversial. And they were booing him uh, just ahead of the shootout in Florida. Uh, you think about Matthew Kachuk. There's no doubt. It's just a matter of time before the Saddle Dome turns into 30 other NHL rinks in the NHL, which absolutely hate <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. And, and that's just the way it's got to be. Like, it should be that way. The way he plays, he, he draws the ire of every fan in every building in the league. And why should Calgary be any different? You know, there'll be that. First initial, thanks for the memories, and then <laughs> one shift in or one face wash in, and he's public enemy number one again. That's what I was saying. You got to get that that video out in the first TV timeout before his behavior drops yeah. off a cliff and the and the whole building starts oh, yeah. to turn on him. Um, wanted to ask you about uh, one of the guys that got traded for him as well, Jonathan Huberto, who uh, looks like he's going to get back on that line with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. They're going to give it another shot. Um, do you feel like with the play that we've seen from Jonathan Huberto recently, getting that return to Florida out of the way, that maybe he's in a better spot mentally, physically, to get up there and perform with Elias Lindholm? Yeah, I do. I, I think that, that that trip to Florida was, was you know, almost cathartic. I mean, I, I think he just needed to get that behind him. Same with Uyghur. Uh I'm not I'm – not, I'm not in the school of thought like Daryl Sutter who says that he's been playing a lot better lately and I'm really seeing signs. Like, to me, he's still invisible out there, to be honest. I got to be, you know, and I don't want to be overly harsh on him, but, but the expectations are so high. And the, what he's produced here, obviously, is, is sub, subpar and has to get better. And, and I do believe it will get better, but I haven't seen you know, flashes of him getting real close to starting to break out. I haven't seen that yet, but Daryl Sutter is a whole lot smarter than I am, and maybe he sees, he certainly sees things that, that I don't. But, uh, I mean, I think he's trying to be very encouraging and trying to help him along, um, which is, you know, what Daryl Sutter has to do. You know, we had Christopher Stieg on my show yesterday, and I thought he was excellent in pointing out, you know, having Jonathan Huberto on the third line is, is absolutely ridiculous. And then I agree with that. Like, no matter – how ineffective he is. You you have to persevere and give him his 20 minutes a night. Uh, let, him, let him make mistakes. Let him get comfortable. Let him, you know, let him feel things out because he's the most important player on this franchise. 
And if he doesn't turn things around, this team's not making the playoffs. That's the way I see it. Eric Francis, Sportsnet columnist, host of the Eric Francis Show right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Ruskin Rose. Um, Eric, how's Nazem Kadri been the last few games, in your opinion? Mm, not good. You know, not up to the Kadri uh, standard. It, I think everybody agreed the first, you know, eight or ten games. I would say that the biggest takeaway for fans and for me, the first 10 games was, oh, my God. Like, I never thought Kadri could return to that 87-point form he had last year. But 10 games in, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, he's going to. Uh, he was so uh, impactful early on, I think even more so than anybody expected. And the last 10 games, uh, you know, I don't think it's a lack of effort. He just he hasn't been impactful at all. And, uh, again, I, I think that, that this team is 500 and they're two most important players um, up front. I mean, obviously, Markstrom is important too, but the, the fact that Kadri and Huberto can both be extremely average 20, 21 games in or whatever, and this team is at 500, I actually think that bodes well for this organization because those guys can, can do nothing but get better, that's for sure. What about Mackenzie Weger? Because I think this is a spot for him. You know, I, I actually really liked it with Nikita Zadorov, but as Michael Stone returns, Weger's the guy that can play both sides. And I feel like almost a six defenseman is almost better when you got Weger and Zadorov together because I don't think Chris Tanev is 100% right now. How do you feel the, the, the pairs are slotting? Because it's been a big difference from last year. At this point, they had three set pairs, and that was basically it for the rest of the year. Yeah, that familiarity is so important, isn't it? Like, uh, I, I have seen signs of Uyghur getting a whole lot better ever since Florida. I, I would agree with that for sure. I think he's been more engaged offensively and, you know, leading the charge a little bit more. And I think that'll just keep getting better. That I would, yeah, I would love it. Obviously, injuries are a big part of why there's been so much shuffling of the defensive pairs. But, you know, assuming that these guys can stay healthy for a little while here, just stick with what what they've got right now. I I, I I do like his game lately, and I think that with Chris Tanev, I mean everybody who's ever played with him here in Calgary's had you know overwhelming success. So if you can keep Uyghur with Tanev, I think that bodes well for for uh, Uyghur in a big big way because everybody knows that when you have Tanev as your partner, you can be a little more freewheeling than any other partner probably on this team. And you can go and roam and, and chip in offensively and not worry about someone covering for you because you know Tanner will. Eric, we're, we're past the quarter point of the NHL season. What grade would you give the Flames goaltending? Oh, my God. It's either a D. No, no I, I'd say D. I mean, I think some people would say F. But their, their team save percentage is under 900. I, I know about a week ago it was last in the league. If you're last in the league in a, in a in a arguably the most important stat that a goaltender has, I guess you you, you have to debate whether it's an F or a D. I don't. It's one of the two. Um, but again, and I'm not trying to be the eternal optimist here because I think people know that I'm I'm not that guy. But if you could be 500, your two star forwards are not stars right now, and your goaltender. Your goaltending, I think Vladar, it's kind of unfair to lump him in because I think he's been so good lately. Um, but, you know, Markstrom is struggling mightily in every metric possible. Uh, so, you know, if 
it can go nothing but up. I mean, he can't be worse than he's been. And uh, we know what he's capable of. In all three of those players' cases, we know what they're capable of. So, again, I, I think optimism is, is, is very much warranted for Flames fans as they move forward. Two things that I think have really stood out that are costing this team. Uh, too many penalties that are avoidable penalties would be one of the yeah. primary ones for me. And the other one would be after a turnover occurs for the Flames, they look kind of lost as they try and get set in their defensive structure. And they've been scored on far too many times shortly after turning the puck over. Does one of them feel like more of an issue to you right now? Yeah, and I, I feel like, I mean, the turnovers are, that's not a Daryl Sutter team. You know, he talks yeah. always about, about playing, playing safe, playing within the system, playing a structured game. And he hammers at home every day with what he says, with what the video coaches show the players. And I've got to believe that that will eventually be taken out of their game. I mean, you can never, it's a game of mistakes, so you're always going to have turnovers. But limiting them, uh, you know, to far less than the number they've had this season has got to be priority number one uh, for this coach. And I, I do believe that they will uh, learn to play, you know, more structured hockey as they move forward. It can't, it just doesn't make sense that a system or a Daryl Sutter coach team is prone to so many giveaways. And also, you know, the thing that I keep looking at guys is, is how many times they've given up leads. Uh, there was a stat and I, they lead the league and, and number of times giving up the lead in this league. Um, that's not a Daryl Sutter trade either. Like you, I think that we all said, okay, clearly scoring is going to be down this year for this team, but they've got great goaltending. They've got great defense and they've got this incredible core of centermen. Surely they're going to be able to play more two, one games and three, two games and lock things down when they get the lead. It's shocking to me that that's been the opposite. When they get the lead, they're worse. And, and there was a stat we showed on one of the games the other night. Um, I think when they when they have the lead, they have like some like 36 goals against an 18-4. Like they're minus 14 or 16 once they have the lead. I mean, that's crazy. That's not Calgary Flames hockey. So, again, these are things that I know the coaching staff is harping on. Franchise, is it time to call up Matthew Phillips? Man, I went to the Wranglers game on Friday – me and 2,000 people, I'm shocked at how, how low the crowds are. Uh, but anyway, it's great hockey. The team is, gr- is looking really good. There are lots of eligible call-ups on that team, but I don't believe that any one of them would have the confidence of Daryl Sutter for him to put them in, to put any of them in a position to succeed. Um, I know everybody in this city is clamoring for Matthew Phillips to get a chance. You can put me on that list of people too, but I don't believe it's ever going to happen. I just don't believe that Daryl Sutter believes that a 150-pound player can be impactful in the National Hockey League in today's game. I just don't believe that. Um, I think Matthew Phillips would be so much better served to be in another organization, and he's a free agent at the end of this year. And I hope, I hope he goes somewhere else, either in the NHL or over to Europe, because he is such an incredibly talented player, and he deserves a shot in the National Hockey League. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be in Calgary. Do I think he can be an impact player here? Well, the way things are going offensively for this team, I think it's worth a try. Um, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a better chance that Walker Dewar is going to get a call up by the team. And I know people are like, wait a second, Pelche's being playing great. Connor Zari's got a point a game. Why are you calling up Walker Dewar? Well, that's a Sutter-type guy. Hmm. He's got speed. 
he's got size, and uh, and that's a Sutter guy. It's like a Brett Ritchie. Um, you know, he that's the kind of guy he wants in the lineup. So I'll be fascinated to see who the first call-up is, but I don't think a call-up's coming until they get an injury, that's for sure. Is this a case where maybe Tree gets in the way? Well, not gets in the way, but tells Daryl, listen, we got to give this kid a look, or no? Yeah, that's an interesting way of, yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Like, I mean, those conversations, wouldn't we all love to be in the room and listen to those? I mean, Tree can, Tree Living can go out and call up one of these guys to try and shake things up to some degree. But at the end of the day, if Daryl Sutter doesn't trust a player, he's not going to put him on the ice in important parts of the game. and He's not going to give him a prominent role. And he's not going to play him a whole ton. So you can have discussions all you want saying, I'm bringing this guy up and we really got to take a look at him. But I just can't imagine Daryl's the kind of guy who'll say, yeah, yeah, let's take a forward who's never played in the National Hockey League or in Matthew Phillips' case, he's played one game in the NHL, but he's 150 pounds, five foot seven. Um, I'm not putting him on the second line and playing him 16, 18 minutes a night. I'm just not going to do it. And I, I just, I don't think those conversations would go too well for the, for between the coach and the GM. Now, again, if, if an injury is what prompts a call up, then the court, coach might be forced to play this guy in a role that he doesn't really want to play him in, but it won't be a prominent one, in my opinion. I always felt like if it was something where, you know, the the hand was forced, perhaps, it would be like, okay, I'll play him. He gets three shifts, one in each period, and he ends up with like a minute 45 in ice time, which I don't think is, is good for anybody in the situation. Yeah, and, and, and that can, we talk about can that do more harm to a player's development. I know Daryl Sutter's very much of the belief that a guy should spend at least at least two years in the AHL really proving himself and really dominating before he gets a chance at the NHL. And uh, is not there. He, he had one great season as a rookie, one of the best rookies in the AHL. Phillips has been down there for a while, but again, it's pretty obvious why he wouldn't think that Phillips could be an impact player. I, I just... I watched that Wranglers game the other day, and I was watching Phillips every shift. And I tell you, I thought that – I just assumed that he was more of a perimeter player like Johnny Gaudreau, who distributed the puck, made great plays, and was picking up all these points and goals on the power play and from the perimeter. But on the power play, he's the guy in front of the net. They put him in front of the net as the guy causing the disturbance in front of the net. He drew a penalty because he's just – he's got to be so juicy – if you're a defender, you think, oh, God, i got to cross-check this guy. He'll crumple like a piece of paper. And, and, and he, drew, he drew a penalty, and, and he also scored two goals that game. He had an assist. Like, he was incredible. I, I, I really would love to see this guy get a chance as a second-role player in the National Hockey League. I do believe somewhere in the league he should get that chance down the road, like, you know, say a, a growing team like Detroit or, I don't know, Buffalo, but I just don't think it's going to be in Calgary. Now, the other thing, too, here that we've talked about is whether he gets in and he plays in the top nine wherever he plays. doesn't even have to be Matthew Phillips. What about the idea of just bringing up somebody to kind of give a little bit of a boost of a positive emotion into the dressing room? Because it feels like it lacks that more than anything right now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the idea. You're at a point where you're like, God, we've got to do something. If you're the GM, you feel like you want to do something and you don't want to make a knee-jerk trade. Because uh, trades are so hard to make, and, and and I'll ask you, like, if you did want to make a trade, if you're the GM, who are you going to trade? Yep. Like that, that's another question for another day. You know, like that's who are you going to trade? Uh, like that that has value. I mean, everyone could say, oh yeah, trade Kevin Rooney. Well, <laughs> good luck yeah, with that. Great, you know, luck, yeah. so 
so I don't mind. I don't mind the idea of bringing up a guy, the energy that comes with giving him his rookie lap and seeing that excitement in his eyes. But man, that's a lot of lot to put on a kid who's 20, 21 years old, 22 years old to come in and be a difference maker on an NHL team. Like, I think that that sounds good in theory, but I think the reality is it doesn't really work that way. Uh, I, I, hey, I'd still like to see one of those guys in the lineup ahead of uh, some of the fourth liners on this team. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure that they're going to do that anytime soon. But all those young guys can do is just keep pressing, keep piling up the points, keep doing what they're told to do. Like in Walker Dewar's case, you know, He's not there down there to get points. He had a couple goals the other day when I saw him, but he's down there to show his, use his speed and his size and, and, and be hard on the opposition. That's what he's been told to do by Daryl Sutter when he got sent down. And uh, those guys just got to keep doing that. And eventually at least one or two of them are going to get that call up because surely the injury bug is going to hit this franchise at some point. They've avoided it for 10 years pretty much. Eric Francis, Sportsnet columnist and host of the Eric Francis Show right here on Sportsnet 960. All right, Eric, uh, thanks for doing this. Start training for your worm for next week, next year's Pizza Pig Out, okay? I like it. Rock-O-Matic may rise again, my friend. Oh, wow. Do you have the T-shirt still? Rock-O-Matic. No, those those Puma Slicks definitely would not fit me right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Speaking hey. of buffets, no chance. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Eric. Thanks, pal. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. And that's uh, Eric Francis on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Come in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available at Atlas Pizza, 403-248-3344. Um, I, just so you know, that the CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition, uh, they have gross food there uh-huh. a lot. Uh-huh. So um, I know. <laughs> just like your standard type of... Like bad carny food, or yes. just like yeah, hey, we're gonna you know we're gonna deep fry a pig's head and put uh, yeah. caramel sauce all over yeah. it. And that's this year's like C and E food. Yeah. Hey, have you ever wanted to eat a centipede? <laughs> yeah. Well, we deep fried a hundred of them. You're yeah, like, no, I didn't want any of that. We uh, my old morning we put show, ranch on it. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, my old morning show in Toronto. We sent our technical director Ryan Mon and our uh, the equivalent of he their was Alex sort of Brody. our intern uh, Johnny. <laughs> Uh, we sent him Johnny to the intern. CN- no, we, they, we that actually called him Creed character. We actually name. called him Johnny Idiot Face. But uh, <laughs> we we sent him to the C and E, and then they had to try all this food. Yeah, like, like Ryan Mon literally threw up <laughs> trying like the squid <laughs> and everything. Like there was so much gross food. And I remember back in the day, uh, they had a cronut at the uh, C and E. It's a croissant and donut. Okay, and yeah. apparently, like so I many people got like food a, poisoning uh, from a, it. A crow donut, but yeah, no, that's better. Cronut. Food poisoning from it? How? Tons. I don't know. But there it's was like a, a baked good. It was literally on like six eighty news. The, the 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 news station. Please don't eat a cronut at the C and E. You're gonna get sick. <laughs> don't do it. And the, they B- had, the BBC. <laughs> yeah, this year this year they had ketchup and mustard popsicles. Oh, which you got to eat together, I would guess, which is super gross. So, uh, real quick story in the CD too. You, you're, you're literally describing the Stampede Midway, so you got to come. It's you got okay, to be, be here, here for, for the for Midway. So they uh, we had to judge a rib competition there. Oh, we talk about getting uh, the the elite of the elite. Our morning show rolls in to judge the ribs. <laughs> Essentially, if you ever if you ever in a rib contest where you're making ribs. Just slather it in the most barbecue sauce and you'll win. That's essentially how yeah. it works. Yeah, 100%. That's the secret sauce, pardon the pun, 
to winning a, uh, just a rib contest. Not have bad ribs. Yeah, like they don't even have to be great. They just don't have to be bad. Where are you on uh, Carney rides? Because like going I, I, like going on the rides, yeah, or like I, just the fact that they exist. I'll be honest with you. Uh, back in the day, I remember going to the GM picnic because my dad worked at GM. And it was at Prudhomme's Landing in uh, Jordan in southern Ontario, which is about 20 minutes away from my hometown, Niagara Falls. And uh, Prudhomme's Landing was a water park, but it also had carny rides. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, I was about to get on the Ferris wheel, and uh, somebody yacked on the the Ferris wheel before us. And I'll never forget this image... Is burned into my memory. Yeah. Now, even it? on my deathbed, which I hope is many, many years in the future, this will be burned into my memory. I will never forget the carny. Is that a derogatory term? Uh, <laughs> the carny with the smoke <laughs> like in his mouth, slur? just hosing off the puke <laughs> from the Ferris wheel seat. You're up, kid. Yeah, and your dad no, looks like, at you and goes, "Stay in school." Yeah. And though <laughs> that's happening, that, and this is this is the whole reason why I wanted to talk about this. I vividly remember this as well. I was probably like 13 or 14. Uh-huh. At these carny rides and the games that they played, you could pay cash or in Canadian tire money. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. You walking around with the biggest, fattest wad. And everyone's oh, Canadian like, tire money. Look You're at this guy. Rain. Look at how much money he has. You're like, oh, no, these are all five cents. This yeah. is... This is going to get me like three plays. You can pay cash or you can pay Canadian Tire money. Like, are the, car- the carnies so, doing their grocery shopping at Canadian like, Tire? Like, uh, honestly, do they do a lot of the... what? What's the safety standard? On, so that's why I'm wondering. Like, are you going on the Tilt-A-Whirl at the carnival? Are you feeling safe enough that everything's up to spec? Like, you go, you go to a big amusement park in the States, like... Chances are you're safe. You go to Universal Studios. You know things are safe. They're tested on a regular basis. You go to Canada's Wonderland in Toronto. You know things are t- tested on a regular basis. You go to your Tilt a Whirl at your local carnival. You think the same safety standards apply? Listen, we've been. Doing- I, and again, I'm not disparaging. If you're in that business, that's great. Are you sh- everybody has a right to make a living, even though you're sometimes you scam people. But you, you have your li- you have your right to make a living. But what's the safety standards on that? Well, like, for Are example, you going on here a in Calgary, uh, am I going on a tilt to world? Probably. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here in Calgary, we've had the stampede my entire life. And as far as I can remember, we've had definitely one ride mishap that happened semi-recently, pre-pandemic. But I would say within the last decade, there was a, an incident where one of the arms came off on uh, some sort of a tilt to world type of device. And that was no good. That was really bad. But apart from that, I don't recall a lot. And honestly, for a traveling fair, you'd expect it to happen like maybe more than every once in a while. So, mm. like, I don't know. Anytime that you get on anything, inherently, they're all death traps. Yeah. But when operated safely, they're, they can be fun, you know? Uh, also, uh, no chance. Love Disney World and Universal, but not getting on a carny ride put together by a stone 16-year-old. And a lot of those kids at those Listen. amusement parks, they just don't care. And they, they wear like the football receiver gloves because the amount of people who yak on the rides. Yep. So they don't have to touch puke. Oh. Like a lot of them. Yeah, your seat's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. And all of the deep fried food that just doesn't sit well in your stomach and everyone is boozing. I, and... I'm going to tell you a, a story that happened locally 
at an amusement park that I don't want to say in the air. And then I'm just going to tell you off the air. And then you can just say, thank God you didn't tell that on the air because it's way too scary and depressing. Okay. I'll tell you off the air because this... I'm not going to share with the listeners because it's not a good morning show story. <laughs> but you know what is fun? What? Uh, what? Radio what, fr- George? Radio yeah. friendly chirps of Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, that segue was about as rough as a tough Keep grit a- sandpaper. Stop it. <laughs> uh, 969.60, name and location. You want to call in? Go ahead. I don't know. That's cool. 403-240-4444. You can if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. I'm cool with it. It's Tuesday. Your we first have, day back. You can just, we have whatever. a lot. We got a lot of text to in. get to. Uh, you want to call in? 403-240-4444. Go ahead. You want to share a radio-friendly Matthew Kachuk chirp? We'd love to hear it. We're going to read a ton of your texts, and they're awesome. One more segment to go. Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the Flames game day. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. My name is George Russick. That's Matt Rose over there. Back after six days off. Six? Six shows, ten days. I've been counting. On, on, honestly, on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. Where you're like, I miss that handsome Serbian's beard. I was like, you know what? Not doing this morning report every morning for that two and nice. a half hours. This isn't the worst thing in the world. I could get used to this. So there was like a one on the missing scale? Um. Yeah, no. Barely okay. even noticed. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Just kidding, Georgie. Listen, honesty is the best you. policy. It was, it's, it's different when you're not here. Uh, we've had a lot of fun today. Um, the texts that you were sending in are great. Just real quick, just to put a little pretty little bow about that story I told you off the air about that horrific it's amusement horrific. park accident. It's not good to laugh at. No. Uh, maybe if, you, if, if you're that interested in it, Shoot me a text, 960-960. I'll send you the link to the story because it's just horrifying. Like, it's just horrifying. Yeah, it's... it's carnival rides are sketchy. and No, but this wasn't this even a was, carnival ride. This was... Malpractice. Yeah, if, you, if you're interested, 960-960, name and location. Mm-hmm. If you're not, that's cool, too. It's totally cool. Um, the soccer report brought to you by Certainty, the World Cup. Uh, Alex Brody's, uh, he's warming up in the bullpen. Oh. He's getting his arm loose. He's ready to just or his, little, or his, or little his throw. short throws right now. Yeah, short toss. Yeah. Um, he's ready to come in from the bullpen to close out the show with a soccer report. Doing some shoulder spins? Because there's many things going on. I uh, just watched a penalty. Um, I believe uh, they look Senegal. Happy. They look just, happy. Yes, they've just scored. They're up one nothing on Ecuador right now, early late in the first half. So, Alex Brody, sorry to steal your thunder, Alex. Sorry to propose to my girlfriend at your wedding, stealing thunder. This changes everything. <laughs> Senegal. <laughs> Senegal now up one nothing on Ecuador. Okay, uh, let's get to some um let's get to some text messages. These are great. Um we asked you to send your radio friendly chirps about uh, Matthew Kachuk. Uh these are great. Hey Matthew, get more Botox. Have you seen your pick on NHL twenty three? Lips like Taylor Hall. What's that mean? What is, what is Taylor Hall's lips known for? Oh, you know what? Like I I did it. I got like immediately we got seven texts. Please send me the link to the story. No, like it's sad. You know. Okay, I have to do it now. Stop. I got to do it. I got to oh. send them the link. Um, there's a lot of uh, Eric Francis should do the worm at the at the thing. He absolutely should do at the Pizza Pig Out uh, next year. Um, hey Matthew, Brady has more Insta followers than you do. Allie in Calgary. <laughs> 
There's a couple I of I like those. that. There's a few of them that are like related to, to Brady as well. Like this one just said, hey, Matthew, Brady is the favorite child. I it, like it. It might even be the daughter. But... Uh, hey, Matthew, with that mouth guard, you've got the nicest chin I've ever laid my, my eyeballs on. Yeah? Yep. Hmm. We had this one earlier. Matthew could chuck more like Matthew can't chuck. (laughs) (laughs) What about Matthew shark attack? What, like, you hoping he gets attacked by a shark? Uh, Clark and Lethbridge. Hey, Matthew, you look look like you need some Provasic. Wait for it. It's got to be there somewhere. You can drive a truck through this gap. Just like, not where nothing's just like firing. Kachuk's what is going on teeth? here? You know, I'm gone for six days. We have apparently this. Okay, I'm going to peek behind the curtain. The gu- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hit it. Hit it. Hit it again. Hit it again. Garrett. All right. So I'm gone. Like, again, I. Tight. I'm gone tight, for tight, six tight. days. And then Alex Brody telling me. You know, before the show, hey, we got our hot keys page fit up. And for, for those of you, uh, just to peek behind the radio curtain, which is a curtain you don't want to look behind, uh, there's uh, a little screen, it's hot keys, and literally the operator of the show, today Garrett, usually Alex Brody, just literally has to punch one of the buttons, like it would say Provasic, yeah. and it's going to fire on the show eventually. So when I said Provasic, and there was about a 17-minute delay before we actually heard the drop, that was supposed to be figured out. Like when? Last week? Probably. Does it work now? No, it Garrett, was yesterday. Wanna, the hotkey's hot not firing. It was yesterday. Oh. I tested it yet. I don't know what's going on, guys. Okay. You know I'm whose fault to... this is? Jeff's. Of course. Is it? Oh, it's obviously Jeff's fault. Anything something mechanical doesn't work here? Jeff. Uh, Ryan sent us a text, 960-960. Hey, Matthew, you skate like a giraffe on skates. Yeah. I like that one. There's a few about his skating stride as well, like this one from uh, Ali. Hey, Matthew, you're supposed to sharpen those skates after you unbox them. That's kind of uh, also apropos of yesterday where he blew a tire on a check and allowed the Oilers to go on a two-on-one and score the game winner in overtime. Uh, Brad, this is a good one. Hey, Matthew, I hope you really get, I hope you really get a bad suntan during your first Christmas in your new home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Take that, dude. I like that. No white Christmas for you. How does that make you feel? Um, one of my favorite chirps from Curtis and Sundance uh, is just telling the player he's a bum. <laughs> Works for any player and gets a laugh from the fans all the time. You're a bum. Yeah. You're a bum. That works all the time. Uh, it's one of my favorites. That's always been one of my favorites. Um, Matthew, you have a face only your mom could love. See. Hey, Matthew, your mom is from Winnipeg. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I hope the flames to chuck that rat all over the ice. Some fun wordplay, but... Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, second in command of the no cup to Chucks. It's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Uh, the rat, more like the mouse, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> Eat that. Because there's Disneyland out in Florida. Right on. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> this one's actually really good. Hey, your hair looks like half-chewed shrimp shells. <laughs> and your teeth are the reason they're half-chewed. 
Um, uh, Wacy. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kachuk could floss his teeth with a tow rope. <laughs> That's not, As someone who's got a pretty sizable gap between my front two yeah. teeth, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, this one's from Logan in Medicine Hat. Uh, is it Logan Gordon? Uh, hey, no, hey he Matthew, the South. you left the toilet seat up in the change room, and you left it so Tanev is going to punch you in your big lips. <laughs> This is not even grammatically correct. It's yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, um, keep, keep him going. Uh, Nine sixty-nine. Hey Matthew, I hope you get stung by one of those giant killer bees that are migrating to the southern USA from South America. That from Sean. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm trying to find the one where somebody alluded to the Logan Gordon trade. Oh yeah, that was from uh, Wedley and Bridalwood. Yeah, it was good. Um. I, I just I just can't find it. Um, what do you floss with? A two by four from Brent. It's, not, <laughs> it's more like a toothpick, I would say. I found the text, George. You okay, said, a Logan Gordon trade offer is better than you, Chucky. Okay, I like that. Yeah, okay. Friend, oh, definitely listener of the show. Um, Matthew Kachuk, more like Matthew can't dot 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 satisfy a woman. Oh. Like like it would take a while for you to have that pause. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. uh. That pause boat is as uh, long as a gap between... Uh, no, Adam no, and Airdrie. Really hey, Matthew, uh, were you born in a jerk factory? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean and Calgary. Hey, Matthew, every time you smile, I don't know whether to smile back or kick a field goal. <laughs> uh, Nick and Calgary. Matthew, you're a prime example that natural selection is not a perfect process. <laughs> Getting me, yeah, uh, Kelly. <laughs> hey, Matthew. I hope you get eaten by the by the Florida Gators. Ah, <laughs> <What the> <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Matthew. The Gators down in Florida are friendly. Petting highly recommended. Um, hey, Matthew. Uh, this is from Kobe. Uh, hey, Matthew. I miss you. Maybe I don't do that at the game. Just yell, "I miss you" the whole time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> throw him off his gate. CJ and Deer run. Uh, hey Matthew. You. Hey Matthew. Did you comb your hair with a balloon? <laughs> with a balloon? Yeah. <laughs> Jess, Jesse, in Calgary. Matthew could eat an apple through a chain link fence. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, Matthew could chuck sits down to pee. <laughs> That's a favorite of mine. That is oh a classic. My god. Ah, uh, Cody and Drummeller. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, more like Matthew, you suck. Yeah, there you go. Eat it. Roast him. All right. <laughs> hey, Matthew, what does the T in your name stand for? Terrible. That uh, from Greg. And we we just got one. Uh, don't think Kachuk's getting cheers tonight, LOL. <laughs> yeah, with, with these texts that are just flying in. 960, 960. And damn you, the people texted. And now I got to send you the link to that super sad story. Matthew Kachuk drinks milk. You should have put at a restaurant. <laughs> That would have been a little better. GVP drinks milk. What? Milk is good. At a restaurant? No, not at a restaurant. I was but... say, what are you, six? Like no. if you're if you if you're an adult and ordering milk at a restaurant, do you also get your hair cut by a bull? <laughs> and you've also <laughs> mutilated animals when you were a kid? Okay. Uh, we won't go down that way. Um Soccer report. Soccer report by certainty. Lots going on. Elimination day. Iran and the United States playing a big one. Wales and England. 
the Battle of UK. Uh, take it away, Alex Brody. You're up. Thank you, George. This soccer report is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. All right, so we're now in halftime for the Group A matchups. I'll fill you in on all the goals as, where, as well as where the group stands right now. So first up, we have the Netherlands taking on host Qatar. Qatar already eliminated, but seeding is to play for here. Netherlands currently leading Qatar 1-0 through a goal from Cody Hakpo. As it stands right now, Netherlands set to advance as the number one seed in the group. A reminder, the number one from Group A will play the number two from Group B, so top spot very important here if you want to avoid a possible matchup with England in the round of 16. And taking a look at the Senegal versus Ecuador game, this one is for all the marbles. A reminder that a win from either team here would see them advance over the loser to the knockout stages. And it's Senegal who are on the board first. Ismaila Saar scores a penalty for Senegal in the dying minutes of the first half. Senegal now currently poised to snag that number two spot from Ecuador, provided they can stay ahead. A reminder though, a draw is enough for Ecuador to sneak through. So only one goal between life and death for these teams right now heading into the second half. So as it stands right now, Netherlands are the number one seed and Senegal currently sitting in that number two spot. And now taking in Group B, nothing has really changed since my last update, so I'll run you through the scenarios again. Let's start with the U.S. versus Iran. Pretty much, it's win and you're in. Iran can Iran, pardon me, can qualify with a win or a draw, while the U.S. needs a win. Mathematically, both teams can also still win their group if England suffers a draw or loss to Wales. This will be a game. I would not miss this one if I were you, but I also wouldn't miss the game happening at the exact same time. England taking on Wales. A UK rivalry to round out Group B action. Okay, so England's sitting in the nicest position here at four points. If England wins today, they are guaranteed top spot in the group. Said and done. They can still qualify for the next round, even if they lose, provided they don't lose by more than six goals. And the US also loses or draws. A lot to take in there, but basically it's really hard for England to go ahead and choke this one. Wales will be desperate here though. They can qualify for the next round with a win over England, but they'd also need Iran to lose their match against the US. They could qualify if they were to beat England by more than four goals as well. Technically, they can win the group by bettering Iran's result and defeating England by more than four goals. Lots of scenarios to deal with there. And Group B, group B action will kick off at noon. This soccer report was brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, for all the way. All right, great job, Alex. World Cup action. We'll have it. We'll, we'll break it down for you tomorrow. Uh, Flames, Panthers tonight down at the Dome, the Matthew Kachuk game. Uh, we'll break it down for you all tomorrow. Uh, we got to run. We're super late. Uh, Donovan Bennett shows next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.